Chapter fifty one and epilogue of Felix Halt the Radical. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Felix the Radical by George Eliot. Chapter fifty one. The maid said, I wist the land is very fair to see, but my true love is that in blonde is fairer still to me one april day when the sun shone on the lingering raindrops liddy was gone out and esther chose to sit in the kitchen in the wicker chair against the white table between the fire and the window the kettle was singing and the clock was ticking steadily toward four o'clock she was not reading but stitching as her fingers moved nimbly something played about her parted lips like a ray suddenly she laid down her work pressed her hands together on her knees and bent forward a little the next moment there came a loud rap at the door she started up and opened it but kept herself hidden behind it is mr lyon at home said felix in his firm tones no sir said esther from behind her screen but miss lyon is if you'll please to walk in esther exclaimed felix amazed they held each other by both hands and looked into each other's faces with delight you are out of prison yes till i do something bad again but you how is it all oh it is said esther smiling brightly as she moved toward the wicker chair and seated herself again that everything is as usual my father is gone to see the sick liddy is gone in deep despondency to buy the grocery and I am sitting here with some vanity in me needing to be scolded felix had seated himself on a chair that happened to be near her at the corner of the table he looked at her still with questioning eyes he grave she mischievously smiling are you come back to live here then yes are you going to be married to harold transome or to be rich no something made esther take up her work again and began to stitch the smiles were dying into a tremor why said felix in rather a low tone leaning his elbow on the table and resting his head on his hand while he looked at her i did not wish to marry him or to be rich you have given it all up said felix leaning forward a little and speaking in a still lower tone esther did not speak they heard the kettle singing and the clock loudly ticking there was no knowing how it was esther's work fell their eyes met and the next instant their arms round each other's necks and once more they kissed each other when their hands fell again their eyes were bright with tears felix laid his hand on her shoulder could you share the life of a poor man then esther if i thought well enough of him she said the smile coming again with the pretty saucy movement of her head have you considered well what it would be that it would be a very bare and simple life yes without ada of rose felix suddenly removed his hand from her shoulder rose from his chair and walked a step or two then he turned round and said with deep gravity and the people i shall live among esther they have not just the same follies and vices as the rich 
but they have their own forms of folly and vice and they have not what are called the refinements of the rich to make their faults more bearable i don't say more bearable to me i'm not fond of those refinements but you are felix paused an instant and then added it is very serious esther i know it is serious said esther looking at him since i have been at transome court i have seen many things very seriously if i had not i should not have left what i did leave i made a deliberate choice felix stood a moment or two dwelling on her with a face where the gravity gathered tenderness in these curls he said with a sort of relenting seating himself again and putting his hand on them they cost nothing they are natural you are such a delicate creature i am very healthy poor woman i think are healthier than the rich besides esther went on the mischievous meaning i think of having some wealth how said felix with an anxious start what do you mean i think even a pound or two a week one needn't live up on the splendor of all that you know we might live as simply as you liked there would be some money to spare and you could do wonders and be obliged to work too only not if sickness came and then i think of a little income for your mother enough for her to live as she had been used to live and a little income for my father to save him from being dependent when he is no longer able to preach esther said all this in a playful tone but she ended with a grave look of appealing submission i mean if you approve i wish to do what you think will be right to do felix put his hand on her shoulder again and reflected a little while looking on the hearth then he said lifting up his eyes with a smile at her why i shall be able to set up a great library and lend the books to be dog earned and marked with breadcrumbs esther said laughing you think you are to be everything you don't know how clever i am i mean to go on teaching a great many things teaching me oh yes she said with a little toss i shall improve your french accent you won't want me to wear a stock said felix with a defiant shake of the head no and you will not attribute stupid thoughts to me before i've uttered them they laughed merrily each holding the other's arms like girl and boy there was an ineffable sense of youth in common then felix leaned forward that their lips might meet again and after that his eyes roved tenderly over her face and girls i'm a rough severe fellow esther shall you never repent never be inwardly reproaching me that i was not a man who could have shared your wealth are you quite sure quite sure said esther shaking her head for then i should have honored you less i am weak my husband must be greater and nobler than i am oh i tell you what though said felix starting up thrusting his hands into his pockets and creasing his brow playfully if you take me in that way i shall be forced to be a much better fellow than i ever thought of being i call that retribution said esther with a laugh as sweet as the morning thrush epilogue our finest hope is finest memory and those who love an age think youth is happy because it has a life to fill with love the very next may felix and esther were married 
every one in those days was married at the parish church but mr lyon was not satisfied without an additional private solemnity wherein there was no bondage to questionable forms so that he might have a more enlarged utterance of joy and supplication it was a very simple wedding but no wedding even the gayest ever raised so much interest in debate in treby magna even very great people like sir maximus and his family went to church to look at this bride who had renounced wealth and chosen to be the wife of a man who said he would always be poor some few shook their heads could not quite believe it and thought there was more behind but the majority of honest tribians were affected in somewhat the same way as happy-looking mr wace was who observed to his wife as they walked from under the churchyard chestnuts it's wonderful how things go through you you don't know how i feel somehow as if i believed more in everything that's good mrs halt that day said she felt herself to be receiving some reward implying that justice shirley had much more in reserve little job trudge had an entirely new suit of which he fingered every separate brass button in a way that threatened an arithmetical mania and mrs halt had out her best tea-trays and put down her carpet again with the satisfaction of thinking that there would be no more boys coming in all weathers with dirty shoes for felix and esther did not take up their abode in treby magna and after a while mr lyon left the town too and joined them where they dwelt on his resignation the church in malthouse yard chose a successor to him whose doctrine was rather higher there were some other departures from treby mr germain's establishment was broken up and he was understood to have gone to reside at a great distance some said abroad that large home of ruined reputations mr johnson continued blonde and sufficiently prosperous till he got gray and rather more prosperous some persons who did not think highly of him held that his prosperity was a fact to be kept in the background as being dangerous to the morals of the young judging that it was not altogether credible to the divine providence that anything but virtue should be rewarded by a front and back drawing-room in bedford row as for mr christian he had no more profitable secrets at his disposal but he got his thousand pounds from harold transome the transome family was absent some time from transome court the place was kept up and shown to visitors but not by dinner who was away with her mistress after a while the family came back and mrs transome died there sir maximus was at her funeral and throughout that neighborhood there was silence about her past uncle lignan continued to watch over the shooting on the manor and the covers until that event occurred which he had predicted as a part of church reform sure to come little treby had a new rector but others were sorry beside the old pointers as to all that wide parish of treby magna it has since prospered as the rest of england has prospered doubtless there is more enlightenment now whether the farmers are all public-spirited 
the shopkeepers nobly independent the sprockton men entirely sober and judicious the dissenters quite without narrowness or asperity in religion and politics and the publicans all fit like gaius to be the friends of an apostle these things i have not heard not having correspondence in those parts whether any presumption may be drawn from the fact that north loamshire does not yet return a radical candidate i leave to the all-wise i mean the newspapers as to the town in which felix halt now resides i will keep that a secret lest he should be troubled by any visitor having the insufferable motive of curiosity i will only say that esther has never repented felix however grumbles a little that she has made his life too easy and that if it were not for much walking he should be a sleek dog there is a young felix who has a great deal more science than his father but not much more money the end End of chapter 51, an epilogue. End of Felix Halt, the Radical, by George Eliot.